When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one silo podcast in the world. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton. Welcome back. Zach, we're back with season one, episode eight, titled Hannah. And um, it's a doozy. It is. It's a doozy. (laughs) By the way, I want to start this episode off with some good news. Silo has been officially greenlit for season two. So that is awesome. That means we have been greenlit for season two, right? We've been greenlit. I mean, Story Archives, <laughs> Silo by Story Archives has also been greenlit yeah. for season two. And I got to say, I want to take a little victory lap here. Okay. We're, we've been more right about things than uh, previously mentioned. It's true. Right. Some of our theories, you can get into them later, but this is just the instant reaction. I just finished watching this episode about 25 minutes ago. And a little life hack for all you Silo fans out there, because you may not know this. It says releases on Friday, but Silo releases on Thursday around 9.30. If you're uh, Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, depending on where mm-hmm. you live in the world. And yeah, if you're trying to catch it, you can catch it way sooner than Friday. So yeah, I, I've done this uh, with the last couple of weeks, and I, I love watching it just a little bit early. I get the fix in sooner before anybody mm-hmm, else can say mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, little little life hack, little life hack. Totally. All right, let's get into the instant reaction. A lot happens in this episode. It's pretty heavy for a forty-three minute episode, and just like the last one, although we're getting a lot of questions answered, <laughs> we're also getting way more questions prompted. And we're going to start this one by saying, I knew Bernard. I just yes. knew I just knew Tim Robbins wasn't going to do this show unless this character was something else. <laughs> I just knew he wasn't going to take his time to be cast on Silo if Bernard wasn't deeper. Something didn't go deeper than just, oh, I'm just the new interim mayor who likes to drink all the good <laughs> stuff. And, oh, I'm so concerned with Meadows. I said it. I said it last episode. I yeah. said... I don't trust him. There's something off here. Yeah. We, we we started to come around to him a little bit when he first got into the mayor's position. But now, now I mean, he's shown his true colors here. Every yeah. every time I see him, there's just like, there's just this weird way in which he asks questions. I knew it, the moment he was coming uh, down the stairs mm-hmm. that he was just there miraculously that, oh, he's here to finish the job pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm uh I'm a little thrown by the fact that it doesn't seem Sims is in charge. You you actually had made a comment. I said that. Yeah, you, when when we saw Sims, I think two episodes ago, you're like, he looks like a man with a boss. Yeah, I said he's acting like a yeah. guy with a boss. So that's all you hating ass reviews out there, <laughs> okay? Because I mean, we get more positive reviews than negatives. 
this is generally we, a good thing. We have been told, <laughs> even by some of the positive reviews, that all of their theories are always wrong. What are you talking about? We called we called Sims being, you know, sub, you know, under somebody else. He was just acting too. Uh, there was something about his behavior that there was another layer of rule above him. So mm-hmm. it kind of also makes you realize why Bernard has been playing all sides of the fence here, right? He wants to know what everybody's up to because ultimately he's operating with like a, you know, more cards in the deck than everybody else. So well, he has more knowledge than any, everybody else, right? Like I'm assuming he's the he's the guy that gets to scroll on his uh, MacBook Pro in the middle of the night and read up on all of the ancient lore about what happened before he's we appeared in this silo. He probably <laughs> has his hands on the new Apple Vision Pro yeah. as he's uh, imagining life outside. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at the Georgia Travel Guide and his in his AR set. He doesn't even need to leave the silo. No drugs for him. Yeah. No drugs to see the ocean. He just slaps on those vision pros. Just that pre-rebellion booze, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, We meet Hannah Nichols for the first time, Juliet's mom, and we still don't know the exact circumstances around her fate, but we get some background as to why she got in trouble what exactly they accused Pete Nichols of doing, right? Mm-hmm. And the health issue that was um, the ailment of Juliet's brother, or late brother, Jacob. It seems that he had a whole a heart defect in some a, sense. A hole in his heart, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we, get, we learn a little bit about him. How about good old Gloria at the start of this episode? After giving this enlivened speech to Juliet as, you didn't want this, you didn't ask for this, but... You're the last flame keeper. What would your mother do? <laughs> just to just to give up Juliet for the good stuff. Some some good old heroin, whatever they're um, shooting her up with. I mean, I'm assuming it's some recreational drug at this point. <laughs> yeah. We also kind of get the answer as to why she's still alive, which, I, you know, we were asking that question last yeah. episode. I know I was. It's dangerous to keep her alive, yeah. Why not keep her alive? And it seems to be the answer is that she actually helped Sims and his wife after a miscarriage to successfully give uh, birth to their second child, uh, who's now about to turn six, according to Sims. Mm-hmm. So good old Gloria betrays the the flame keepers and uh, um, gives up what exactly was in the bag. I got to say, Juliet could have probably put the, the cap back on the vent. You know? Yeah, it, it you kind of like ruin your hiding spot, right? It's like, yeah, yeah here's where it was. So check every vent in every room you ever go in from now on. Yeah. By the way, I've got an issue with the Gloria scene with, with Sims. I really could have done without that final line of, do you really think you'll win? Yeah. Ah, when she said that, <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, how cringy is that line? Yeah. Like, how did that get out of the cutting room? Yeah, it was a little yeah. lame. You really think you'll win? Is we have to I'm like, mm. eh, maybe could have done without. Maybe you could have seen would have meant the exact same thing. You know, you would have understood what went on in there. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. they didn't rip the blanket off the wall or off the mirror first thing yeah. when when the raid happened. And I'm sorry that I do, I don't buy your defiant moment as they're injecting you with the heroin that you traded yeah, right. the information just for. Weakness. Like, you really think you'll win after you just got that information out of me for a quick injection of some dope? <laughs> Yeah, give me a break. Oh my gosh. 
you know, I still want to know why, you know, a magnification over a certain amount is illegal in the silo. It, I don't really get it. Population control? I mean, I feel like that's kind of a stretch just to kind of say like, yeah, you know, th there's these rare, I would imagine they're fairly rare to have a hole in your heart. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I, I mean, may maybe it has to do with the screens or something else, but By the way. micro feel, I don't know. By the way, speaking of bullshit. <laughs> Out with it, man. Bernard's IT definition, like what IT does. <laughs> the reason IT takes up so many floors is because they're freaking surveilling the entire damn silo, probably. That's all exactly. they do in there. Yeah, you got to store the, the sensors and process all the data somewhere. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't think this little girl looks anything like Rebecca Ferguson, like as she grows up. I don't up. think so either. I I did not really like the casting here. I'm not yeah. saying she did a bad job. No, but neither am I. It, you know, she did a good uh, job, but just yeah. didn't, doesn't look. Like doesn't her. it? Did, it didn't feel like the younger, uh, younger uh, Juliet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I bought Hannah much more. Right. Like I, I was almost like, wait, who's the girl? And I was like, oh wait, this is this is Hannah and the, yeah. her daughter Juliet. Got it. Okay. How about Sims Raiders, like, moving into the baby nursery where Juliet's hiding? Dude, it's the only place. Yeah, sweep it. It's about five feet from wall to wall. You can't just walk. Episode rolling credits would have happened five minutes into the episode. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a little lame. Oh, we're not here for the baby. We just ended the previous episode with the guy, <laughs> Diego, in the monitor room saying... Yeah, you know, we got to move around a lot of cameras, you know, we reallocate, you know, like you guys just went over the fact that you got no coverage in the room. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you sweep the room you got no coverage on? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably the most secure room in terms of just communicating and storing. Let's try there first. Let's yeah. give it a shot. I got to say, uh, Masterclass from Common on this one uh, in terms of being menacing Sims. I think he, he hasn't been more menacing in any episode than this one. I agree. I agree. We, I mean, we, I don't think we've ever heard him called Robert before though. Have we? Oh, uh, yes. I never, I, I never noticed it. I could have swore we heard uh, Marnes call him mm. Robert at one point. Maybe in, that in one the, just in, went yeah, over my head. In the scene that they're eating, that he brings them the cupcake with the strawberries mm. on it. Mm -hmm. He goes, um, what's Marnes? What's Marnes' first name? Um, oh gosh. Uh, Marnes' I'm first blanking. name. I'm blanking now. Yeah, that. But that I know he calls. I know he calls Marnes by his first name, and then Marnes calls him Robert. Okay. Yeah, I, I caught that. But I'd like to know Marnes' first name at, on that bit. He's been dead for a bit now, so <laughs> he's out of my mind. <laughs> it happens. Okay, so we get a bit of. I I felt good for Doctor Nichols in this one, Doctor Pete. Let's call him just Doctor Pete. Mm-hmm. He got the reconciliation and forgiveness he's he's been looking for because he's been a tortured soul since his wife supposedly killed herself. I still don't buy that she killed herself. Um, uh, it it kind of seems like she she very well could have. It seems like she could have, but it also seemed like Bernard might be an ally about two episodes ago. So it, a lot of things seem in this silo, and nothing ever is. So, um. Yeah. I he, I kind of thought that was the moment you were talking about earlier on uh, when you were talking about uh, having, you know, a happy 
start to this episode or maybe not start, but part of the episode, seeing them come together and, and him finally get forgiven and, and, you know, get to get to see Juliet again. It seems like they'll, they'll be better friends now. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think everyone who's dealing with Juliet in this episode is doomed in the long run personally, mm-hmm. but I think personally he's been tortured in a sense because nobody has believed him that he didn't rat out his wife about the magnifying um, tool. Yeah. And it was in fact, now Juliet knows because she understands that there's cameras and there's microphones and there's different sensors inside of these little dwellings in the silo Mm -hmm. that allow judicial or whatever department this is now, because now I'm a little confused if IT is also with it. So let's just keep calling them janitorial. Yeah. We know that he did not rat them out. I mean, it was kind of a little bit obvious because why not also give up the rabbit at the same time? So if, you get what I'm saying? Like they, he was willing to lie about the rabbit still being alive. I mean, I, I could see there being a possibility that he didn't know about the rabbit, but um, you know, I I had made a comment. I think it was during the last episode where you know I kind of felt like there was just something really fishy about this guy. Right? Dr. Nichols? Where, yeah, like he like he knew a lot more than he was letting on to. I don't get the feeling that he knows that much more. Like he just he does what he's told, right? But I mean, I, I feel I feel like this was a sort of redeeming episode for him, at least at least from my perspective. Yeah, I I agree. Um he's just a he lost his wife to suicide, he lost his son to to whole pre- pretty much a premature death, right? A young yeah. death. And he reacted in throwing himself into his work and his wife reacted in trying to save the world in a sense, right? Yeah. So, I mean, brilliant. She was brilliant though, Hannah. She was just like Juliet in the sense that they know how to fix things. They know how to build things. Um, They're in love with their machines. Yeah. Juliet actually in an episode where they do a flashback with George, she says, I made these tools, Mm -hmm. you know? So, she she did the same things that her mom did and the father thought pretty much that the best remedy for Juliet was to allow her to just fix the next thing in front of her rather than to get lost in those questions that yeah. her mother got lost in. So that was the reason he let her go at an early age to mechanical. Absolutely. It was probably the uh, the better thing for Juliet. Yeah. Especially with, with what would have been an absent father due, due to work. Yeah. What did you think of uh, of Billings and his you know first little like mm, to the man calling him some some fuckwads? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Billing yeah his first curse word of the yeah. series. He's like what I cuss. Yeah, yeah. I Billings has grown on me so tremendously. He's become one yeah. of my favorite characters in the show at this point. Yeah, and just his. I mean, he's caught between a rock and a hard place here, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't quite know all the information that Juliet does, and that's actually beneficial to him at this point. Yeah. But he was instrumental in arresting Sims earlier in this episode. Which I was so happy to see, by the way. Both both Juliet giving the command and Billings actually doing the work there. Yeah, and it makes complete sense now of Bernard being in charge and being able to pull the strings because... Sims had like this smug look to him the entire time. And I was wondering, okay, mm-hmm. I know you're not the guy in charge and we know it's not Meadows, but since Bernard was out of the picture, it didn't occur to me about Bernard until we saw him, until I saw him on the stairs. Yeah. You know? I was kind of wondering throughout the episode. I'm like, where, where is he though? Yeah. Like, by the I, way, I hadn't seen him at all. 
By the way, I you know, I never bought that he said he didn't want the job of the mayor. He's just doing that whole George Washington thing of, you know, I don't want to be president. I don't, I don't want to be this power. He's yeah, trying to be okay. a fake, uh, fake George. You know. Yeah, he already has all of the power. Come on, all of it and some. Now he's like controlled two branches of the government, pretty much. No, all three. He has complete control. The judicials has... in his pocket. He is the head of IT, and he's the mayor. Yeah, so that means he's in charge of the sheriff's department. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that's completely insane. I think it leaves Juliet no choice now, but in the next episode, she has to go down the hole. Yeah. Where, I, where I else mean, do you go in the she's silo? Gonna, she's going to have to run. I mean, she was already supposed to be on her way down to the down deep in this episode, and she got caught up, right? So, I do think that's the next logical place for her to to end up going. I, I think this whole arrest of uh, Sims or Robert, whatever you want to call him, bought her some time. I and, mean, you know, we got to, got to see a few things come out of this, which was nice, but she's she's got to go down. She's got to run away. Like, there's no safe place for her up top or in the, anywhere, really. Well, I don't think there's a safe place for a few people now. Um, I, first and foremost, let's talk about how Juliet apparently is the fastest investigator in the world. Oh, I We know. have two search and seizures at this point where she goes into an apartment she's never been in or to a, a space she's never been in and finds damning evidence immediately. Mm-hmm. she's looking in Sim's office for a total of 30 seconds before she finds four secret files. Okay. The fourth name we don't get to see, but we see the first three. It's Shirley, Martha, her mother, and then there's a fourth one behind her mother that we don't get to see the name. Now, mm-hmm. she sees something on the file that makes her physically react to something to the point where she goes to see her father. Yeah. Uh, and she asks her father, why did you want to stop mom from the, making the magnifying tool? I don't know if that was the motive of her question. I think maybe we'll find out later if it was truly the motive or not. But um, nonetheless, this is the moment where she has reconciliation with her dad, who she probably is not going to see for a while again. Yeah. Or or ever. Who knows? You know, I I, I don't know if that was you know necessarily the, the, the motive of her asking this question. I think she was just trying to find an icebreaker here to, to hear the truth that she's never wanted to hear. She saw something on that file, though, of that well, made may, her... Maybe she realized like, oh, well, hey, maybe this wasn't his fault, right? Yeah. Like, this is just a way to kind of like open up that conversation. It do could be think... something else. Like, I could totally be wrong. Do you think there was another reason why there was Shirley and Martha on, on the files other than her being close to both of them? Martha. Mm. Martha is in the repair shop and you have Shirley who's her friend who has like kind yeah. of a buzz military cut. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean it could just be because they were close. I would imagine it would just be because they were close like background because it, checking. it'd be kind of yeah, I mean it'd be really weird to just have these three or four documents sitting all next to each other. What coincidentally? Like no. There's yeah. gotta be a reason. It's gotta be some relation or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you were asking, why don't they let magnifying tools in the silo? And I think we, uh, they don't give us as much clarity into that. We don't have a confirmed answer on that yet. Mm-hmm. But I think we understand why there's no lifts allowed in the silo. Because later in this episode, you see that Judicial sets these really efficient roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Um, these checkpoints where they can pretty much confiscate items and do complete search and seizures, right? On the stairs. Yeah, if you so can control a, every floor, it's a nice traffic stop here. Yeah, you can control all the foot traffic in the silo if if you need to get anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's push it forward a bit here. 
we see more and more that Billings has this, this syndrome that continues to act up. I don't know if it's going to get to a height where it's absolutely uncontrollable for him, but it definitely seems that the stress of the job is making his condition more severe by the day. I think it I think it will. I think his character has a uh, time clock on it here. I mean, towards the end of the episode, it it was uncontrollable. I mean, I think I think uh Juliet both uh took advantage of of the, <laughs> the condition but also kind of did him a favor like it took all of the eyes off of him. Now, I don't think that was the the sole purpose, but I think it was helpful for him in that situation at least. Yeah, actually I don't I don't fully I'd have on the remember I have to still do the rewatch for the deep dive for mm-hmm. the audience listening out there, but I don't I didn't initially see Billings do that on purpose. I thought it was a genuine syndrome reaction um, that Juliet realized was happening and she took advantage of it. But no, that that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think Billings did it on purpose. I think Juliet took advantage of it, and in, in turn, it just ended up being beneficial for him because eyes were then off of him. I don't know how beneficial that is for him, but I guess we'll find out in the next episode (laughs) Uh, because now you have to wonder, is Sims going to see him as a good uh, proxy as sheriff still? I'm surprised that they have not seen him in his apartment with his wife shaking up a storm (laughs) doing something. Good point. Yeah. Good point. We got cameras everywhere. Or maybe they already know. I mean, you know, Sims rules this silo through fear and blackmail. So, you know, we can expose you for having... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The syndrome, we can, you know, freaking hold your wife and kid hostage. I mean, he has plenty of blackmail that can be used against him. Julie, eh, I guess Juliet does too, right? But mm-hmm. I found it, in, well, there was a couple of things that I wouldn't have done, but then one, once again, what choice do you have if you live in this silo? Uh, Dr. Pete sends a message down to Martha that um, Juliet's going to go down there by 6 p.m. to her yeah. workshop. But I'm figuring Judicial has eyes on all of these messages. Oh, I and, would imagine. And these and are I would too high. Would have those people flagged. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that was something to me that maybe you send a porter instead, you know? Yeah. Uh, with a message as we see that that seems to be a, a more secure um, yeah. messaging group. So, I mean, Martha does seem like she has agoraphobia, which I had mentioned before. She's just, it looks like she's just terrified and paralyzed with fear of leaving to, the, to walk out of, uh, out of her home, out of her apartment. And that like, that's really what that is. So it must, it must have been something, something traumatic. Yeah. It had to have happened. Yeah. She definitely went through something traumatic and, and it's, but it's shows how much she loves Juliet almost as like a, an adopted daughter, right? Mm-hmm that she's willing to conquer this fear that she seems to have had for decades, actually, um, to not leave the workshop, right? Exactly. Um, man, I was right about... Lucas. You mentioned No, you mentioned something previously. Uh, I wanted to mention something there. Is it about the stars? No, no, previous. Not anything to do with Lucas yet. Okay, okay. What is it that you just said about um 
her being paralyzed with fear about going outside of her home. Nah, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> it'll come back at some point. Yeah, it'll come back. I will say this. I was completely wrong about Lucas. Lucas is just a poor soul who has fallen in love with the wrong woman here. And I don't know where this ends for the poor guy, but he seems to obviously not have any sort of inside information to the Flame Keepers. At most, he was being a little bit edgy with some possibly forbidden jokes and and, uh, pre-rebellion references. But this guy is just a a man who takes care of his mother. (laughs) He's the last sole caretaker for his mother. He's been dragged in and used by Juliet in a way that George, I mean, makes George look like a saint at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she has given Lucas information that will certainly be the end of Lucas. Now, he, he has to be on the run. I don't know where he goes after this episode, after lingering far too long with those agents outside of the house. Seriously, I would, I would, just, I would have kept walking. Do not look back. Dude, you what know are you what doing? Like, look, you're looking back at these agents as if... <laughs> What do you? It it does feel like we were like we're wrong about him potentially being a part of the Flame Keepers or the secret group. Somewhat, but I, I, I also I think have completely. to say I feel like I've I've lost the little bit of respect that I had for him in this episode. This guy's got to man up. <laughs> if you're gonna pursue somebody that much, come on, his whole world, the hard drive, do something, dude, dude. His whole world is being shattered. You imagine if you only <laughs> lived in your. Have you seen that movie, um, Room, where this woman gets killed? It's a whole. It's kind of a horrible movie. It's a good movie, but it's horrible. Um, like a horrible concept. Uh, this girl gets kidnapped, like when she's really, really young. Yeah. And wow, this is getting dark real fast. She has a kid <laughs> with the guy who pretty much kidnapped and like rapes her. Mm. But the boy grows up in this room. It's I think it's literally called Room. If you can look up the movie real quick, yeah. I want I think it won some awards. Um, it's a great movie. It's a thriller. And the boys never left the room. So all he says is room, room. We got to stay in room. Like he's never been outside of it. Lucas is like the boy in room. Like he, he's never left the silo. You know, so did you imagine if you're in your bathroom and just like out of nowhere, like I go in there and I say, everything's wrong. We got to run right now. And what are you talking about? I got a <laughs> wife. I got a wife. I got to, I got to take care of my family. I say, we got to go. And I break the mirror and there's just a bunch of cameras inside there. <laughs> your, your world is just it's done for. <laughs> blown up right there. And then you're thinking about your mom you're taking care of. And yeah, I can understand why he was so hesitant to help her because she seems absolutely unhinged in that scene. I mean, if, you, if you're going to chase her though, man, you got you to gotta man up on that one. You are right no. though. The name of the movie is Room. It's from 2015. Yeah. Great movie. At the very least, if Juliet needs his help, she's at least got to give him a kiss or something, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> bring something to the table here. You know, sweeten the pot a little bit. <laughs> You're asking me to take on all this risk here. You know, you got to... Were we ending up together at least at the end of this? It you know sounds I mean? like you may have shifted a little bit from uh, Team George to Team Lucas No, here. I'm, just, I'm just putting myself in Lucas's shoes. <laughs> like, if I'm going to open this hard drive, like, you know... There's got to be something at the end of the at the at the end of the rainbow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Just at least, hey Lucas, I care about you too. Maybe that's, maybe maybe we'll hook up later. I don't know. Something something, something. Yeah. can't just be like do this for me. It's like a clear I'm using you. It is. I mean, she totally is. I mean, she admits that she is. But at the same time, I mean, she literally says, kind of I am using yeah, you. Yeah, she's like, I am right now, but you should be interested in what is on this no. hard drive. Like, you're asking the questions about what is out there, right? Like, in two look, minutes, just like, open your eyes. He has two minutes to, like, he gets, not only does, <laughs> how effed up is this? Not only does she admit to using him, 
not only does she give him like a, a level red relic, not only does she break the mirrors and shatter his entire existence, but she leaves the apartment and runs away with no, <laughs> with no information as to where she's going. Oh man. It's like ruin this guy's life and run out. Yeah. I, I think uh, Juliet's been practicing some, uh, what was it? Psycho history or something. They're going to be here in five minutes. That's a, that's a deep cut reference to the foundation. Um, which you can catch on Wednesdays, our commentary of season one of the Foundation on Apple TV, which if you watch tonight's silo episode or morning, whichever morning you're watching this on, you would have catched the Foundation season two premiere trailer, which they actually placed at the beginning of silo. And damn it, it looks amazing. So catch up to our Foundation pod. Okay. Continuing. Back to the cornfield. This, is the, this, M- is. this is the MVP scene. Okay. When Bernard goes... And mentions the hard drive and goes, oops. <laughs> the intentional slip up. Oh, man. This, was, this guy owns those characters so much. It's ridiculous. It is such a good role for him. It is such a good role. I can see why he wanted wanted the show <laughs> to take it. Now, now it just makes complete sense. Because it's not that you want to play the rankings game. Mm-hmm. But Tim Robbins was arguably the lead in the greatest movie that's ever been made. In Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. You know, when one like when you have that on your resume, it's got you got to look at every script almost through the lens of measuring it against like, eh, it's good, but it ain't no Shawshank. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, so seeing him in there, you're kind of doing the rankings of your head of Common's great. Rebecca Ferguson's amazing. You know, all these actors are, are great in this show, but Tim Robbins is like. There's no he, way he he's, would take a minor role. He's elite. No, no. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson's the A-lister at this point too. But um, but Tim Robbins is legendary at this point just because of how long he's been in the game. Mm-hmm. So, seeing him in it is such a, a win for Apple TV and just you figure you want to maximize the most of what you're getting out of this actor, right? Yeah. For the, for the show's sake. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Julia really puts up a fight here. I, I, she did a, I, bit, yeah, she did a yeah, bit better yeah. than I thought she would. Yeah, when she gets ambushed in the in the cornfield here, but yeah, yeah, I knew she had no shot. I mean, there was just absolutely no I way know. she's she, getting out of this she, one. Like, just the 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 five seconds that she was kept in that one area is enough to to get you caught there. Yeah, they flash back to the her mother's funeral, and there, for a moment, I thought that the rabbit's box might have been like in the dirt or something, and she was gonna pick it up and just <laughs> whack someone. Mom, rabbit. <laughs> where where do you think happened to that rabbit? I'm. I don't know. I. I'm sure they. Ha- I feel like they had some rabbits just ro- roaming around the fields. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're illegal. Keep things illegal. away. Well, I think it's they're illegal to keep as pets. That's that was my understanding of everything that happened. Yeah. I don't know. Old little thumper got away. Hey, at, like least, to... at least they patched him up. They did it's a cute patch rabbit. him up very well. It's a cute rabbit. It is. They're not good pets, though, are they? Um, have you ever had a rabbit? I haven't had. I, I've got a horror story about a rabbit. I think my sister had a rabbit. What's uh, the horror story? My my wife, when when she was young, her and her sister had a rabbit. Oh Jesus! And it was outside in in a cage, like it was just like like in in a screened in patio. Are we gonna get reported here? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it was just it was it was in a screened in uh, patio or something, and it got. It just got attacked by a raccoon in the middle of the night. Raccoons are the devil's spawn. Uh, yeah. I hate raccoons. Yeah, so so the rabbit was no more. 
Wow. What a but horrible they, way to they, go. They do, they do poop all over the place, though. Rabbits. I mean... Yeah, I've known a few people with them, but I've, I've never had one myself. Have you ever seen a raccoon in action? Yeah, they're terrifying. There's this gas station over near... We're getting so off topic here. There's a gas station over near me, and I, I pulled up one night to, to fill up. It was like, I was like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. There was like 40, 50 raccoons just like chilling mm. near the dumpster. No, no other lights. So you got your headlights on, or you're just seeing all of these eyes look at you. It's like the most terrifying <laughs> thing in the world. I've had my fair running with uh, with raccoons. Maybe I'll get into it in another episode. <laughs> Lots to save, save it for the deep yeah. dive. All right. Well, the goal here with Bernard and Sims was to, is to frame Juliet for having said she wants to go clean outside. The forbidden words, the the Voldemort of the silo. You can't say he who shall not be named type of a uh, sentence here. Well, she didn't say though. She didn't yeah, say she, that. she did I didn't not. Hear she her. did not. But if they're so determined to take her up there to clean, you would think that they'd have a bigger platoon taking her up the stairs here, right? Unless you're yeah. trying to minimize the attention of the silo dwellers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's late. You, I don't know. It, it seemed like a convenient sort of, uh, sort of, sort of ex- escape here, right? Like there's, there's not a lot of people watching you. I don't know where the third riot squad guy went. There was three yeah. of them before. The whole time she's being led up there, I'm thinking to myself, if she does get arrested at this point, who's going to save her? There's I, no I, out. I thought maybe... You know, Lucas. <laughs> no, I thought maybe the flame keepers or a sheriff would go rogue and let her out, but... um, I mean, maybe Billings. Yeah, may, no, Billings has too much to lose. He is not in a position to do all that. They'll kill his wife and his kid. Like They That's will do true. it. That's a good point. No, that's a good point. Um, I'm a little con- concerned with her jump off of the uh, ledge here. Oh, she's, no. Looks like she's taking a move after George. Yeah, but they're not. She's not that high. I don't know how high up she is. I don't uh, know where the. Uh, well, you figure she, she's. You figure she's not a hundred stories up. Well, put yeah, it that way. I, I, I would be surprised if she was. Maybe she was able to catch a ledge or something. Who knows? Maybe. But that kind of wraps up this episode. This is a great episode. I think this. This is. This is in my top three. I have a feeling we're going to go into a roller coaster for the next two episodes and, and have like some massive cliffhanger in the end of this season. I just, that's, that's what I'm thinking happens here. I would completely agree. I mean, there's got to be something to keep us on for season two. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, yeah, obviously this is not the book readers podcast. This is the instant reaction to, uh, and they just kind of deep dives from a show watcher's perspective. But yeah. you figure there's plenty of material to go through them here. 100%. Um, what was I going to mention here? Okay. That concludes the instant reaction take of season one, episode eight, titled Hannah. Some housekeeping for the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in once again. You can look forward to our deep dive of episode eight on Sunday night. And our Wednesday deep dives into the foundation by Apple TV. Once again, like I said earlier in the episode, we are going through all of season one of the foundation until season two premieres on July 14th. Uh, In addition, we want to thank you all. We have been monitoring our analytics on pretty much every massive platform we can. And thanks to you loyal listeners out there, we have cracked or we at our peak in the last month, we cracked the top 50 or top 60 in the US in the TV and film category, surpassing shows that are sponsored by huge networks like Spotify themselves and 
and other uh, platforms out there that that host and um, produce podcasts. And we crocked, cracked top 30 in the UK mm-hmm. in the TV and film category. And we're sitting, last time I checked, at number 50 above a much bigger podcast than us. Let's just put it that way. Not too bad. I know those are not like the rankings are always filtering around, but not too shabby for an independently produced podcast. And so we do want to thank you guys out there for, I mean, we're just, I'm personally honored that you guys really enjoy the show, that you, that you do enjoy listening and tuning in week to week. We appreciate the fan mails and the listener theories out there. We love them. We've got, we've gotten a lot this week, so much so that we have to do it. We're going to do a bonus episode before the deep dive episode on Sunday um, as sort of just like a mailbag um, episode to go through everything pertaining to the previous episode and this episode, pretty much right before we get into the the nitty gritty of the final two episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. And very soon, actually, we're going to have a link, I think for this episode, if you check our description, we're planning some things. We're kind of creating a Soapbox Network Club. That is the name of our entire network. It's a Soapbox Podcast Network. Story Archives is our TV and film show, uh, commentary show on the Soapbox Network. And so we're including a form to fill out, just your email if you want to be a part of a sort of quarterly newsletter. We're still figuring out what we want to do with that, but that would be the place so that we can stay in touch with any of you out there who are interested in the content we're producing so that you can stay in the loop with all of that and other uh, content and entertainment ideas we have coming down the line in the future. So I think that covers all the housekeeping for now, Zach. You can take it away to your very more, much more polished outro than my own. Oh, that was pretty good. Well, oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Silo by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube. We have a channel there. It's Soapbox Podcast Network. You can find playlists of Silo of other shows that we've covered as well. If you just want to kind of filter down to those, you can visit a website at soapbox.house. Send us an email at contact at soapbox.house. And again, I want to reiterate, we do have a link in our show notes here to sign up to our quarterly newsletter so we'll be figuring out what goes there soon but again we we love all of the emails that we're getting so this is our way of kind of trying to trying to keep in touch with everybody and give something back all right cool let's not go outside and clean because juliet definitely didn't say that but thank you all for tuning in and we will see you on sunday night i'm gonna go jump off the staircase now all right cool